Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Nu närmare sig här ni Holy Craps Retreat. Äntligen är det dags med våra healing retreats som återkommer varje år och detta år är vi lite extra taggade för vi kommer faktiskt att erbjuda ett retreat i Portugal där jag sitter nu. Ja och det är inte vilken plats som helst den här platsen. Jag är bara än så länge sätter på bilder men vi ska ju faktiskt åka dit tillsammans snart. Och den ser helt magisk ut. Ja. Nej, men jag kan känna in känslan av att bara gå runt på den här platsen och allt vi kommer jobba med och nej, men, alla uh, fina möten och nej. Den kommer hålla, det känns som att det kommer liksom, känslorna kommer kunna bara rinna ut i den här vackra jorden och det kommer vara varma poolbad och det kommer vara, det kommer vara som en ljuvdröm. Ja, själva healingrummet där vi kommer ha klasserna har väl jättehögt i tak så det kommer finnas rum för så mycket expansion och växande i den här liksom underbara salen och... Nej, men var, alltså varje gång jag tänker på det här retreatet så pirrar det i hela. hela ja, tiden. jag känner samma. Ja, det är så otroligt kul. Så... Man känner energin. Man... Ja, jag vet, jag vet. Life force is flowing. Okej, okay, men detta datumet är 29 augusti till 1 september. Det är fyra dagar av ljuv, Portugal, luft och magi. Och sen två veckor senare, den 12 september till 15 september så ses vi hemma. På underbara bäddar och ängar på Österlen för vår tredje omgång där. Och där har ni säkert sett och hört. Och det eh... känns ju bara så hem. Alltså det känns verkligen som att komma hem. Ja. Alltså där, det, man, vi känner liksom väggarna, vi känner hela auran, själen av bäddar och ängar. Och det öppnar också upp för ett väldigt tryggt och hållande och kärleksfullt space. Och vi kommer ju ha med oss våra fina food geeks även denna gången. Mm. Så in och spana in på holocrapco.com för att läsa mer om de här två fantastiska retreatsen så ses vi i sommar. Hey and welcome to Holy Crap, a podcast hosted by Amanda McLean and Matilda Utsen. In this podcast we discuss holy topics within spirituality and self-development and invite guests for inspiring conversations. This week's episode is a special one because this interview is in English and we recorded the episode first time online through Zoom. And both of this feels a little bit scary, but we were dying to talk to Daniela Arango, who is a spiritual teacher that helps women who feel stuck find their way back to their magic and build confidence on the journey. She were awakened to her spiritual gifts during a very special healing ceremony in Bali. And after that, Daniela discovered them during a yoga teacher training. 
She is also a Reiki master and with her Reiki she learned how to control the energy exchange she experienced with people she worked with. And today she is offering energetic soul readings and her mastermind program Own Your Authenticity. Daniela is born in Colombia but moved to Miami in the US with her family when she was 16. After that she lived in LA for a couple of years where she met her Swedish partner. So now she's living here in Malmö in Sweden. We had a really inspiring and interesting talk, so let's welcome Daniela to Holy Crap Podcast. Okay, welcome Daniela to Holy Crap Podcast. Thank you, thank you for having me. So we are um, very exciting. It's a lot of firsts for us this morning. Um, So it's the first, so you are joining us from Malmö uh, over Zoom. Yeah, so this is our first like digital interview here in Holy Crap Podcast. Yeah, or distance or yeah. whatever you call it. And our second interview in English, but the first one was like in November. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> it's it's an interesting morning doing both of these things at the same time. Um, let's see how it works. Yeah. We are optimistic. for having you here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, what a pleasure. Oh, let's let's hope the sound is okay. Um, so we found you. Actually, it was one of our listeners who um, tipped us about you, uh, and we went in on your Instagram profile, and we were like amazed. Yeah, <laughs> we were so shocked because uh, that you were based here in Sweden as well, because you feel you have a very like international touch. But um, in a in a very good way, <laughs> yeah. So it's not very, it's not very often you see spiritual teachers, um, young and with your kind of look and feel. So that that was super inspiring. Um, yeah. Thank you. I I've only moved to Sweden. I think it's gonna be four years now. So I think it's still very new for me, even though, wow, it's almost going to be four years, but it still feels like I am just arriving. So um, very new to me. Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to t- talk all about your um, yeah, your journey up to today. But just to start, how was your morning? My morning has been good. Um, I woke up. I woke up and what I've been doing this mornings, by the way, is that I, because I work from home mostly these days and with my business and I usually, you know, wake up and you have so many emails and so many things and, and kind of, okay, what time is my work starts? Um, but what I've been doing is that I've been taking like consciously at least two hours to just and my practice and then, you know, set up my time of starting to work at 9 a.m. So then I usually wake up like 7, 7.30. And then I start kind of like in a more me time. So I take time for my water, for my meditation, then my coffee, then just kind of getting ready. And I usually get ready as if I'm going for work, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though I just work on my own. But um, yeah, so it's it's been nice. I just had that. I just I was just within myself doing a little bit of yoga, meditation, getting some coffee, and then getting ready for this interview. Yeah, but that's a really good like tip because as everyone is in like quarantine right now, it's a good tip like to go up and pretend like you're going to work because then like put like more energy into the day than like sitting yeah. in your pyjamas and yeah. <laughs> I think it really makes you more energized and more ready. 
Mm. Yes. And it kind of sets your mindset, you know, like, oh, okay, now I'm ready for work. And, you know, it's not about like so much looking pretty, but you feel fresh and you feel ready. Yeah. And it's just kind of like a, a mindset mm. uh, for you to get ready. So how does uh, like a, a job day look like for you? Well, like I said, usually I wake up about 7, 7.30 and then I, I do my yoga, my meditation um, and get my coffee. And then I start working at 9 a.m. And it's it, depending on the day, like Monday, for t- for example, today is just about like um, more so like CEO, I would call it like writing content for Instagram, planning anything that is coming out. Um, I recently had... Um, kind of expanded my team so I have an assistant which is wonderful I love her and so just you know getting in touch with her and see what's gonna come out this week what you know what's been going on and checking on on any clients and checking on people from my mastermind and interviews like this which is amazing so but mostly like I said it's it's mostly from work uh, from home so I'm in my little office at home um, just writing content, creating stuff, which is my favorite thing to do. And then in the evening, I usually, you know, either go for a walk or, or do something physical, whether it's a yoga practice at home or, or anything like that. And then that's the end of my day. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah. But maybe yeah. we maybe we just need to, um, we usually ask our clients or our, our um, guests to uh, just give us the kind of the elevator pitch of what you do. Yeah, because to set the we, scene in a bit. <laughs> yeah, because we know that you grew up in Colombia and then you studied in the US before moving to Malmö, Sweden. So yes, yes. yeah, so can you um, tell us about that? Absolutely. So just so that everybody knows who I am and what I do. Yeah. <laughs> um I I've been a yoga teacher for many, many years and then I'm also a spiritual guidance and um, I bring people clarity and understanding on their path and, and why they're here and what they should be looking at at any time to expand their possibilities and understand that everything is not happening to them, but for them. Um, so I, I work with people to kind of expand their possibilities and to guide them with, um, with source and like uh, with the guidance from the universe, you could call that, um, to, to give them an expanded idea of what's happening with them. And I do that through energies. I do that through channeling. Um, yeah. And then through reading their their bodies and talking to their soul. And in terms of what, like my journey from Colombia to uh, to Malmo. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's I, an interesting I one. I was born in Colombia, of course, yes. And yeah. I, I was there until I was uh, 16 years old. And my family moved to, to the States then. And um, yeah, at the time, like Colombia was was in going through a lot of stuff and, and it was a little bit dangerous or very dangerous at the time. So we decided to move and, and kind of expand the possibilities of the family in, in, in the States. So we landed in Miami and I did my whole high school in Miami. And then um, and then at some point I, after I graduated high school, I decided like I'll, this is how I usually go. I usually just have like oh, I'm going to like a bold idea of like my intuition talking and I just kind of go for it. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to move to LA. And everybody's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, yeah, no, I'm just going to ship my car and I'm just going to go and I have a a restaurant job. And I think they have like, um, they are a chain. So they have another restaurant there. So I'm going to call them and see if they need anybody. And that's what happened within a month and a half. I think I moved. I did have a family there. Like I have an aunt in, in LA. So then I landed in LA and, um, I started school 
And that same week I met who's my partner now, who's here in Sweden with me. So I met him and we kind of had this, you know, super nice friendship. And then we started dating and he moved back to, to, to Sweden. And we had about five years of like distance relationship. Wow. <laughs> but That's I think impressive. it was like so great because at that point is when I really started to grow into who I am today. And also for him as well, like we needed that space apart to grow into what we are and into a lot of like self-development and understanding of our, of our own purposes, not attached to each other, but as individuals. So within that time, I grew a lot uh, and I was doing the yoga and I really, you know, had all these awakenings spiritually and personally. So until at some point I decided to move and the move took about like, what, three years for me to actually get the visa and be able to come. Oh, Um, yeah. So that was like one year we tried it didn't work. The second year we tried it didn't work. And then I was like, oh, my goodness. But again, like I said, it's at the time it was hard to see it why i wasn't like why it wasn't happening sooner but i knew deep down that it was because i just needed more time with my own journey and with my own development so i think it everything happened right at the perfect moment and then when i moved here i was like well i probably like i i can i can just you know teach yoga anywhere so we'll see what happens and within one week of moving here i had already like been hired by two studios and and that's how it worked. So Sweden has been really good to me. Oh, so you like it here in Sweden? I do, actually. I really like it. I, Like I said, I come from Miami, from LA, from very busy cities. And Malmo has been like a very nice place to land and to, especially now that I understand how I work energetically, I think my environment needs to help me to stay grounded and calmed. And I think that a city that is more slow paced is a great thing for me and especially like I know winter and you know it's it's hard and all that but to be honest for me it's been like a great pace Mm -hmm. so it would be interesting do you know your astrogeography it would be interesting to see if you have any lines here in Sweden yeah I don't know actually I I'm one I, I think it was about six months ago that I had like an Akashic reading with somebody that was practicing and she asked me if she could try it with me. And she said that um, I was definitely being called to this land uh, through my ancestors and like it was meant for me to be here. But that was the only insight I have on that. (laughs) Mm. So for everyone listening, so astrogeography is basically that you kind of um, split the um, world map into sections in a way and then you map it to your horoscope in a way yeah uh, hard to describe but it's a way to kind of see where you energetically uh, are going to be happy and where you're going to grow in certain areas of the world or where you have like karmic uh, yeah lines yeah. yeah so it's a very you interesting yours? sorry have you guys done yours? Your, your, yeah, your, so, I, so I, I did mine because I lived in California as well, in LA. Uh, and I have one sun line going through California. So it's like um, where the sun line goes, you can like... They say that the sun is shining on you there, so you're going to like um, grow very much. And then I have like my Venus line over Mexico, Tulum, and that's where I got engaged. So wow. that's pretty interesting. Yeah, That's pretty amazing. Yeah. That's cool. I don't really have... I don't remember. But I think mm-hmm. I have something over Australia. 
So I'm very excited to go and explore and see if that's something for me. So, yeah. Yeah, that would be quite a journey. I've never been to Australia, but I have a cousin there. So I, I also want to go at some point. Yeah. So we are so curious about, so your life is so interesting. Uh, growing up in Colombia, moving to the States and now living in Sweden. It's so different, uh, especially Colombia and Sweden. Um, how was it to grow up there? I mean, you spent 16 years. It must be very much of your core in a way. Yes, and, and funny that you asked that, and I think it's a very interesting question because this is what happened. Um, when I moved from Colombia to the States and I, you know, got into high school, the thing is, is that um, I had to kind of restructure my ways to uh, fit in, in a sense, you know, because when I when I landed there, there was a lot of Venezuelan people in Miami, and there, of course, there was, you know, a lot of Americans, absolutely. But um, for me, it was like, at that point, I don't know why, I think it's actually also part of my journey. I wanted to be less Colombian and wanted to be more what everybody else was and wanted to fit in and, and to kind of be cool, of course, uh, especially because I didn't know the language. So when I moved to Miami, I had no idea how to speak English. So that was my journey on its own to kind of break through um, not knowing the language, having the accent, horrible accent, of course, um, and, you know, faking it as you go because you need it to be cool and that you understood but you actually didn't and you're like what am I doing what is going on so that was a very interesting like culture collapse I guess of me trying to be less of what I was and more of what you know what was accepted or what everybody was doing and I don't think that I was like consciously doing that but of course you you kind of adjust to your environment since we as humans are still adjustable to everything um, so, so yeah, so that I started kind of adjusting to that and then I wanted to become less Colombian so I could fit in and, and kind of not have an accent and not have my Colombian ways and be more like everybody else. And then that was like a process of kind of removing all that kind of made me, me, um, for some reason, I have a memory of like Colombian being a little bit too much or, or too out there. I don't know. It's like such a weird thing. So when I was in the States all that time, I was kind of like being less Colombian in that sense. And it was not until I could say maybe two, a year, two years ago that I went back to Colombia for the and and that even even like even my Spanish is not so great anymore because I don't talk it all the time. But I went back two years ago and I had this beautiful trip with my dad and we went, my intuition called me to this like water, like uh, somewhere where there's water and a river. And my dad found this place for us, which is a natural reserve in Colombia. And the the actual river is on, in marble, like it's a marble river, like the underneath is not dirt, it's actually marble, oh. which is just an incredible thing. Mm, wow. And the water is crystalline, clear. It's, I mean, it was like a blessing for me. So we went there and I remember bathing myself in that water and remembering like the beauty of where I come from, mm. the, like the connection I have with the earth, the connection that I have with with the roots of Colombia, with everything I am. And I think for me, it was like that acceptance of it's okay to be who you are. And it's amazing that you have this connection and, and come back to the truth of, of, of who you are and all that you like your roots and your ancestries and all that stuff. So yeah, so it was not until two years ago that I was again so proud of being Colombian, but for a long time I tried to be so American or or mm. so something else so that I wasn't called Colombian because I thought that was less off. 
Mm. Um, so it's been a process. I think it's been a process mm. of integration, of navigation and, and growth. But did you, um, how is it like to move as a teenager? Did you want it to move or, um, yeah? Yeah, I did. I did because, um, I mean, the States is just such a cool, even though I've been to the States many times as I was a kid, I my, I have a lot of family in the States too. Well, not a lot of families, but I, a, a few. So we used to travel a lot to the States. But when it came to to moving, I was so excited. I just, I was like, bye, see ya, peace. Mm-hmm. Like, super, super <laughs> yeah. excited. But then I didn't think I knew what I was, what was going to happen and how, I wouldn't say traumatic, but how strong of a change it was going to be. Mm, yeah. And yeah. Uh, we know that you are a spiritual teacher. Uh, so did you discover your gifts back in Colombia when you were little? Yeah. So um, I've told this story all the time because when I was a kid, I have my mom's bro- my mom's sister. Mm-hmm. She is a medium and she's a psychic and she's really connected to energies, but she's a very strong woman in terms of like, she doesn't kind of sugarcoat what she sees and what she does and everything. So she can be a little bit too much for a lot of people, especially, I mean, we're talking about when I was a kid, we're talking about like years and years ago and um, like, yeah, we're talking about like almost 20 years ago. So she, at that time in Colombia, like those things are not accepted. Those things are are seen like dark magic and and of course i this is the way i see about dark magic or or witches and things like that is in in cultures where the frequency is somehow low let's say like um latin america or things like that when there is a little bit of of um i don't say low frequency but in a sense yes when there is a lot of um I see it energetically, energetically it's really hard sometimes to put it in words but there is you know close-minded um ideas and there is a lot of religion and there is a lot of uh, mysticism around a lot of things so over there of course you you have this idea that everything that it's not religion it's 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 dark and it's you Uh. know witches and all these things so my family at the time thought that well i mean they're still thinking that she's a little bit too crazy but they thought that she was going crazy that she you know she was not reliable she was not to be trusted uh, and don't listen to anything she says because it's a lie so I remember that I love to hang out with her because we would you know talk spirits and she said I do feel that spirit and do you know that spirit is there and do you see that and everything that was the unseen and she would read you know even though it was like so little and she was giving me coffee so she can read my coffee and like (laughs) she would me cigarettes and she can read my cigarette which of course I don't (laughs) like I don't promote this at all but that was that was my like my aunt so anyway um that was like our hangouts. And for me, it was such a great thing because I could talk to somebody that knew something that for me was like, yes, I understand that. And I see that. And it's like my second language, but because I start, my dad didn't really like her at all. Um, I mean, she had her own traumatic story and, and she's died like, I don't know, three times and come back. So, wow. so of course, like she has this, I like, I don't know, idea of what life is in a very different point of view as anybody else that has not gone through those experiences so anyway when I realized that my family you know I I like I think for me as a as a personal as a personal lesson through my life is to be reliable to be trusted um, and to be respected so those are the things that people say that she was not 
then I was like, you know what? I am just not going to be related to that then. So I blocked everything. I blocked, uh, I didn't want to talk spirits. I didn't want to know anything that was, you know, beyond the unseen, even though I used to read a lot of books about like witches. And for me, it was like so exciting uh, to read all the like energies and stuff. But I, I kind of blocked it for so, so many years. And then it was not until about um, five years ago that I went back to Bali. And actually, I was not meant to go to Bali. I was meant to go to India for a yoga teacher training because like I said I've been teaching yoga for for quite a long time and I was gonna do an advanced teacher training in India and then for some reason I was in another training a few weeks before and a colleague of mine just told me have you tried this other teacher and have you tried Bali and I was like but I think that's so expensive and he said no it's not like look it up it's a possibility um, and then I found this teacher I read this book and he's his name is Les Leventhal and his book was uh, one lifetime's one lifetime two lifestyles and it's just his you know his lifetime but two different lifestyles that he's lived mm. and for me that was such a like wow I need to he was so real like even reading his book was like a little bit like intimidating you know when you're like seeing somebody way too much and you're like oh wow like you're really showing me your darkest part and your <laughs> lightest part and it's like intimidating so I was like I want to see him so I went to Bali instead and that's when I I think I, I came back to all that I've kind of blocked for many years hmm. yeah so um what are your uh, gifts <laughs> yeah right yeah um <laughs> well I believe again I believe that everybody and I get asked this question all the time I believe when we talk about gifts I think we're all gifted in very different ways and again life is not happening to us so those gifts are not happening to us before us so that we can understand how our human technology operates and how can we utilize those gifts and start to learn how to use them for the good of the collective, whether you're meant to use it to awaken people spiritually or whether you're meant to, um, I don't know, be a nurse and, and have more compassion and have like this energetic exchange with your patients to make them feel better. Anyway, just in general. Yeah. But when it comes to me personally, um, the way it came through is that um, we were in this circle part of the training and well first of all I was having like dreams I usually have like dreams with things that either are happening or are gonna happen or happen before so I have a lot of like those kind of dreams where visions of the future or the past or something that it's giving me an insight on something and so I was having dreams about my my mom my dad and my partner and my sister when I went to their dark their darkest fears like their darkest mm -hmm. part of their heart and I was like why do I know all of this like this is intense and because I feel what they were feeling it was like I woke up crying mm -hmm. and I was like wow this is so much information and then we were doing this circle so after so we went to part of the training part of the your training was to go to this healer and we went to this healer and I tell you it was quite an experience because we went to this healer and I didn't know what to expect. I was like, what does a healer looks like? You know? <laughs> so she had her own, own like little house with a temple. And the thing is, and at that time I got my period that day, my period that day. Mm -hmm. And in Bali, when you have your period, you're not allowed in certain temples. So mm -hmm. I was not allowed inside the temple oh, that day. Yeah. So I had to stay outside of the temple. So everybody went inside the temple and everybody was there. And at some point they started to scream one by one, like 
I mean, like they were giving birth. I was like, oh my God. And for me, instead of being in fear, I was like, wow, she's like taking out the darkest part and healing them. Like how amazing. I was like, wow, this is like an experience. So for me, it was like, this is so cool. When is my turn? So I was sitting there just like welcoming and receiving whatever she was going to do and not expecting at all what happened uh. because she comes to me she holds my hand and you know this torture technique when you put your finger inside your fingernail between your finger and your nail uh. and that's what she did to three of my fingers uh. and I was but because I was not expecting like anything painful I was like what is happening and I felt as if her energy was coming through my fingers of course, in a very painful way, but I, for me, instead of being a fearful experience, like everybody else inside the temple, because they were freaking out, they were seeing how everybody else was getting tortured and they were freaking out that they were going to get tortured too. But for me, because I hadn't seen anything, I was just like, wow, what is going <laughs> to happen? So then when she did this thing on my finger, I was so calm hmm. and I was more like an experience. And then she did it on my, on some of my toes too. And then I was like, okay, I don't know what happened. This is a little weird. Yeah, like too weird, but okay. Like, I'm just going to let it happen. But it was, my experience was very different from everybody else's because everybody else's was just to like, no, thank you. I'm freaking out. And so for me, I was like, okay, I don't know what happened. This was nice. And this woman had her own story and, and all that stuff. And I was like, cool. But when I went to bed that night, it was such a weird experience. I was in bed and I felt like I was transforming energetically. I felt like I was awakening, like in my DNA. I was like, what is going, I didn't sleep at all because uh. I was awakened by all these energies moving around my body. I feel like I was surrounded by spirit. I was surrounded by all these things that were like helping me into something. <laughs> and then, yeah, I was like, I don't know. The next day I went to training and they were like, how is everybody's experience? And I was like, I don't know. I haven't slept a minute. And I don't know what's happening to me. I think something has got been awoken or something because this woman's energy is in my body. So <gasps> anyway, yes, such Whoa. a weird experience. <clears throat> such a weird experience. So anyway, after that is that I started having these dreams. I started having the dreams of all these people and things started to get like weirder and weirder, especially for me because I was, I was not, how do you say, at that time I was not, really comfortable with things like this with uh. with uh, energies with seeing beyond with all these things I was like I don't want to be weird and, and what if I go back to my family and I'm too weird and then they don't want to talk to me so we were in the circle in the training and we we're in the circle and everybody's supposed to be in a circle and then one person is supposed to go inside the circle and lay there lay inside the circle and two people are supposed to read them so one person is reading that person that is laying down physically oh okay so one leg is like for example longer than the other or her shoulder seems like <clears throat> her shoulder seems like it's like a little higher and it's supposed to be a yoga training when you read people when you're teaching them so you read their body their structure but then the other person is supposed to read them energetically like oh. what do you feel what do you see beyond mm. the physicality yeah and i remember that i was like what am i going like i was so nervous i was like what am i gonna see i don't see anything like what what am i supposed to see energetically like i'm gonna have to make something up 
So then I come in the circle. They're like, okay, Daniela, it's your turn. There's a person already laying down and there is a person that had written her, uh, has read her physically. And I wait, I get up and I go into the circle and I start walking around. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I felt like a pain in my belly so strongly. Wow. I couldn't even like, I had to, I think that someone had to like crawl down and I was like, okay. And they're like, what is going on? And I was like, well, I feel her body and I feel there's something on her belly and I feel that it really hurts and I feel that there's a trauma and I feel like all these things, I was like, what is going on? But I also knew that there were a lot of things that she didn't want anybody to know. Yeah. So I just only said a few things and then I was like, I, I'm too, like, I, 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 I'm out, like I'm out, I need to get out. So then after that, my energy was out. I was completely out of energy. So I was more like, kind of like, uh, like when you pass out, you know, like super, super uh, weak. Uh. And then I had a talk with her before I left and I told her, she's like, how did you know all these things? And she told me what was going on with her and what's, what's been hidden there for a long time. And I was like, I don't know how I know this, but I just need, I just need to give you the message that you need to like, put it out. Like you can't hide it anymore because it's eating you alive. Anyway, so my friends helped me go to my, to where I was staying because I, I needed somebody to carry me. Like I couldn't even walk yeah. of how tired I was of that exchange. Mm. And I remember saying like, what is this? What? Mm. Like, it, and it feels like, cause when somebody, when back then, when somebody, cause what happens is that my body becomes their body so that I can read them. Mm-hmm. So it feels like, um, like not butterflies but like a tingling sensation when is their body coming in coming in and my sensations become like my sensations are their their sensations yeah and i remember asking at the time okay how do i do how do i how do we figure this out why is this here and and how what is this power and what am i gonna do and i remember um having talks with the people in the training like i think you just need to kind of slowly just integrate let these things just kind of do what they are and be what they are and i also saw another healer which i was working with who told me you don't need to understand everything and you don't need to tell everybody what you are and what you're not you just need to um and you don't need to figure it out you just need to continue like things are happening for you things are happening for you let them slowly unfold and she said with like you're going to see how quickly this is just going to become your lifestyle. This is going to become something that it's you. And it, it did. It definitely did. But, but at the beginning I was like, what is this? Yeah. And you so when did, it comes to, yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, you didn't thought that you were going to work with this kind of stuff, like in the future, that was not your yeah. plan, right? No, not at all. Not at all. Like no. I said, I, yoga was, was my primary thing. Yeah. I just wanted to learn about philosophy, wanted to learn about spirituality, personal mm-hmm. development, uh, but definitely did not foresee these things coming through. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how have you managed to integrate this into your life without it taking up too much of your energy? Because it sounds like Absolutely. it's very, could be very uh, intense. Yeah. Yes. And and now, now it's like, you know, nowadays it's, I don't feel drained at all. And it's like a lot less dramatic than that experience. Mm. You know, it's very grounded. And that's how I wanted my practice to be. So for me, it was, first of all, the acceptance of these things. And it was a lot of, of me just witnessing how it worked. 
you know, and asking my friends, can I work a little bit on you? And can I see how it works? And so for me, it was a lot, first of all, accepting what it was and not making such a big deal out of it, but more so like, okay, this is how I feel people. This is how I notice things and, and just allowing myself to play with it without making a big deal. And then, um, also it was you know kind of coming out and but also in that training i was doing a lot of like acceptance self-acceptance of what i am and what i'm here to do and how i mm. talk about these things so having my partner also accept what i do and not make a big deal of it was like huge for me mm. and and yeah so eventually i was like like she said you don't have to tell everybody what you do or what you don't just do what you do and continue continue exploring and stuff um so that's the way it kind of went together. And then because of, of course, I understood that I get really drained from energy. So I did a Reiki training because I thought that that was going to, because when you do Reiki, I don't know if you guys are Reiki practitioners, but Reiki is a source of energy that you can channel to heal. And when you channel Reiki, instead of being your own energy, you're channeling it straight from source, meaning yeah. you're asking from source to come through you and then you get energy and then you get energy and you give energy. Yeah, I did so my I Reiki, was, Reiki part one like last weekend. So I got the, what do you call the attunement? Yes. Yeah. So it's amazing awesome. Reiki. Yeah. It's a very powerful source for sure. And it was amazing for me to feel that. And so then that's when I started, instead of being so tired every all the time, then I became more like I could give Reiki to myself all the time. And I started to have this um, understanding what tools I needed to have in order to, to not be drained by it, in order to do this alone and that it doesn't have to be my energy, the one that heals or helps or, or guides people that I can channel the energy from source wow it's um interesting because we interview guests um every week and um we are seeing some patterns when people discover their gifts and one of them is usually that it comes out so strong in the beginning so it almost takes over either it's your body depending on how you experience your gifts so if it's a knowing or if it's a feeling or if it's a you know, and it usually comes out so strong in the beginning and then it kind of, you know, integrates with yeah. your body and your energy and you start to like um, get to know it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, mm, it's cool. Yeah, it's an it amazing works. journey you had. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it is. And, I, and mm. I think, hold on. And I think like at the beginning, it comes so strongly with everything, but I also feel like it never stops developing. You know, so of course, at the beginning, yeah, some people have this like big awakenings, but also it could be like a series of little awakenings mm, that yeah. can continue to happen. But even if you have that big one, I think there's still like little awakenings on the way of how it, everything works. Yeah. And I guess you continue throughout your life and awaken a bit more. <laughs> yes. That's the and it's, they change so much all the time, too. Mm. Um I, I was at the beginning so in such a grip of what they wear and how I worked and how I wanted them to work. And then now it's like, I'm just, you know, I'm always like, I'm open to see how, how things come through. I'm open to see how it changes, how channeling changes, how reading people changes. And I just kind of like let go of, mm. of what they look like and what they're supposed to do. Instead, I'm just kind of like in the right for it yeah mm. so how have you like combined your yoga and your reiki and your spiritual gifts today so what do you work what are you offering 
Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for asking. So what has started to happen is that I started to do yoga classes with Reiki energy and that's the way I kind of brought it to the public. Um, so it was yoga classes with Reiki energy. And then I started working more with like one-on-one people. So I started doing Reiki sessions those Reiki sessions kind of started developing more into reading the soul, talking to the soul, a little bit of Reiki, and then the channeling started happening when I started. The channeling happening happened uh, by me receiving messages for them. So it was like, oh, I'm hearing these, I'm seeing these um, things come through. And then now I channel in a trance. So when I channel, I'm completely out and I just, they talk as if they were me, like whatever source is coming through. So then those one-on-one started to develop. Like I could see the impact that I could do in a one-on-one session and how impactful that was for people. So I also had this huge, like I said, everything that comes to me in intuition is such a strong kind of like, this is what you're supposed to do. So last summer, I was teaching a class and I, you know, of course I was teaching full time and, and, and seeing people one-on-one in person. And I was in a class and then I just, you know, it came to me, like, you need to drop 50% of the yoga, like you need space for what's coming through. And at that time I had done women retreats at that time. I had, I had something that was called Shakti Hood, which was um, a group workshop that has one, uh, half yoga, half Reiki healing oh. and, and kind of sharing in, in circle, sharing your feelings, sharing what's going through in a group, in a group setting. So, and that was my favorite workshop to do, but you know, all those workshops were becoming so, so famous, were so popular and the women retreats also were amazing that I received this 50% of the, of the public yoga classes need to go. And at that time, you know, financials and everything, mm. I was like, oh my God, how is this going to work? Mm. So I came home and I was like, I'm so scared, but I, I need to do it. I just, I know what I have to do and I need to do it. So it's, it's, I know what I need to do. So it's, if I, if I want to take time, I can take time, but it's something that needs to be done. Wow. So within a month, yeah. <laughs> and and it's, it's like I said, it continues to happen because I, I got one of those, uh, a week ago of like Ooh. something that I need to do that is super scary, but needs to be done. But anyway, so at the time I, I dropped 50% of the classes and I also felt, um, I got the healing that I needed space for what was coming because it was quite huge. So I was off social media for three months. Um, because, and for me, it was like, oh my God, I'm going to be on social media. How are people going to find me to begin with? Um, yeah, if three, I'm not going to teach, think like where one is money day come from? Is- long to be gone from social yeah. media <laughs> three months especially Indeed, if it's yeah, one yeah. of your biggest traffic channels right yes, finding it yes mm. yes it is it is mm. um in this was i was i was like okay so i'm gonna not teach like barely and then i'm not gonna be on social media like how is money gonna come through like how is this gonna work and they were like Mm-mm, just just trust just trust um, so I did. So I dropped the Instagram, even though I was a little scared and I dropped the classes, even though it scared the hell out of me. And then just a series of events that started happening into what the business looks like right now, which was a complete restructure of everything. So I was meant to not do in person anymore, only online stuff. I hired a graphic designer that I found to revamp and rebrand everything because they're like, you need to come out of the closet, like even more, Mm. like now you're no, you don't sugarcoat what you do with the spirit, what you do with energies, because they, you know, the one-on-one 
the one-on-one sessions it was more like you want some energy some healing but it was so much more that was happening in those one-on-one sessions that people would come out of the sessions being like this is not what i expected like oh my god how are you not doing this more so so they were like you need to be really clear on what you do how you work with people and then the yoga like it's running its course you know that was an easy entryway for people to get to know your energy but it's running its course so so that was so within those three months i hired this graphic designer we started to get really clear on what my brand is and and kind of coming out to every like to everybody yeah i am not because my 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 instagram back then was just yoga 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 videos yoga everything i barely talked about energies i barely talked about spirit um and then the the thing was like no when you come back from three months you're gonna just bear like no yoga barely yoga you're gonna talk about this stuff that is coming through because we need like the work needs to be out there this is work that it's needed so I, I hired the graphic designer i was super scared to do the biggest investment i've ever done in my business and then i wrote in my little diary my manifestation like journey <laughs> okay the amount of money i'm going to pay her i'm going to make this back in one month and i don't know how <laughs> i don't know how i'm going to make this money mm. but i did within one month like the the day that the month was going to end, I got a call from my accountant that I was going to get uh, 30,000 kroners more oh, back from my taxes. And that's amazing. Like, oh, my it God. It was really incredible. I mean, it was a powerful <gasps> that's moment. when I love I spirit. Like, wow. Just like, thank you. Thank you, spirit. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I was like, I mean, I get the shields when I talk about that because I couldn't believe it. I was like, are you sure? Like, are you sure this is because I was like the exact same amount that I had paid my graphic designer. Oh, my God. So That's I was so like, cool. wow, this is incredible. Mm. So then after that, I hired a business coach who was going to help me to structure the business and to create something online because I was meant to, like I, like I said, my in-person stuff was kind of getting out of the way and it was going to be just only online. So the Shakti Hood that I was doing in person became this mastermind that I do now with a lot more um, yeah, it's a three-month mastermind that I, I, I work now with people. So that's what it becomes. That's what it became to. It became this mastermind thing. And, and yeah, so <laughs> it's been quite a ride, but nowadays I work with people completely online, which happened to be a really weird thing, like getting prepared for the Corona, even though I didn't know about Corona, yeah. but, um, it was kind of like that, that <gasps> initiation of getting ready for this, for this times. That was why they were pushing you so hard to I get you ready. So. Mm. I absolutely think so. Wow, that's incredible. Um, so how do you do so you actually do distance Reiki and distance readings and everything distance? Yes. So uh, nowadays I do one-on-ones. Everything is distance. Um, and and the, the readings are a combination of Reiki, a combination of channeling, a combination of reading the soul, personal development, clarity, guidance. Um, it's quite a lot, but yeah. it's a really beautiful thing. And then, so I do that. I do the the three month mastermind when I work with people for longer periods of time, and then um, I do like med- I have meditation courses online as well. Mm-hmm. So, what is the biggest reason for people seeking you out? I think you know, you know when when you're like a little bit unmotivated because you keep on doing something and it doesn't work, or you are wanting the connection seeking the connection but it doesn't seem like you can grasp it like you're like why what am I getting on my own way a lot of self-sabotage and when you're just like unclear 
of why things are happening to you and what you're supposed to be doing and how, and you're just kind of stuck. Yeah. So that's what I work people do. I work people gain clarity and gain guidance from divine perspective on how to move forward and why things are happening for them um, and start to understand from a bigger from a bigger perspective what is happening and see themselves from a deeper perspective because we we, we scan the body and see where they're holding on to why are they holding on to certain things and how can they move forward so it's like a lot of guidance a lot of uh, clarity and a lot of um, deep work deep soul, soul work Hmm. Are they mostly like Swedish people or are they like from all over the world, like Colombia, Ley? And... I think they're from all over the world, to be yeah. honest. Um, especially because, yeah, because I have the Instagram and the Instagram is not based on Malmo, but I have a lot of Malmo people, to be honest, too. Hmm. Uh, and when he was in person, he was only Malmo based um, yeah. clients. But now that I am online, uh, there's a lot more seeking from other countries. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this has gone by very fast, so we only <laughs> yeah. have a couple of more minutes, but, um, do you have some general advice and tips? Um, so we get a lot of messages from people who feel like they are stuck, basically what you were just describing. Um, do you have some general advice on how to move forward, how to move, uh, you know, move towards your high self or authenticity yeah do you have any any tips for our listeners yeah I think it begins with like acceptance of what is happening to them at the time because sometimes we we are working so against our own body and against our situations instead of we're co-creating with it so I think to begin with is a lot of acceptance here is where I am here is my start point here is where I find myself today And from there, start to like nourish a conversation with your own body of what it needs and deep listening to what is coming through. And can you see it not only from the immediate circumstance that is happening, but can you see it from if this is actually happening for me, what does that look like? And can I stop forcing and trying so hard for things, but can I witness them? And I start to see them uh, from a place of love and from a place of compassion. I I recommend a lot um, to people to create silence in their bodies, to create a space for things to come through. We cannot listen to our intuition if if there's too much on the head, if we're trying things too te- too technically. So either is a daily walk or a daily meditation or yoga if that's what quiets your mind whatever quiets your mind or whatever it doesn't have to be complete silence i mean i don't think that ever happens it's more about creating a space for that communication from that internal guidance like we all have Mm. inner compass inner compass is your intuition inner knowing is the intuition Mm. so and i think out of all my gifts and out of all the things that i work with my intuition is the 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 one that I use every day, mm. like that inner compass, I, you know, but I, I wouldn't be able to connect to that if I didn't allow space for it to talk to me. Sometimes we seek so much outside and so much this and this and that and technicalities that we kind of neglect that inner compass that is kind of guiding us to where we need to go. Mm. Yeah, it almost sounds like to let go of the masculine energy that's really like pushing and you want to know like everything, you see everything very like linear to more let 
let the energy of the female energy like more the flowing and to trust and to just like mm. flow with life Yes, I think it's a combination of both. I think they both have their time. Yeah. So I think it starts with the feminine and it starts with, you know, because one of the things that when people talk about the way, you know, you work with your intuition and manifestation and stuff, it's like, okay, so you desire something and you sit and it comes. No, that's not exactly how it happens. It's more about you create a space for clarity to come through for you to understand what is it that you want what is it that is happening and what is it that you want to create and once you allow that space within your head to guide you then you're going to find yourself with intended action or with Mm -hmm. the masculine energy telling you talk to this person go to this group Mm. um check on this invest on here so it always comes with the beginning creating that space for yourself to listen to what's going on to mm. accept your situation and to really get clear on where you are your feet on the ground and then allow for that intended action to come through in the sense of the masculine energy as you say mm. yeah like a fair play in between them yes yeah yes indeed but also for people because we know that you have your own podcast so if people want to like hear more about you and your story tell us about the mystic podcast Yes, the Missing Podcast came, it was born because I, a dear soul sister of mine who I met right when I moved to Sweden, Lena, Lena Lindell, she's also a yoga teacher. And um, at the beginning, we didn't really talk too much. But then after a year, we just kind of like, again, just meant an inspired action, an intended action to come together and create something. And we decided to do a podcast, even though I didn't even know what a podcast was or how it worked or anything. We just had a lot to say and a lot to share. And our conversations were really insightful. So we decided to create um, a podcast that bridges the human side of us (laughs) and all this, you know, realities that we, realities, you know, quote, quote, but all this like really immediate circumstances that happen to us every day and how we can bridge that with our spiritual bodies and and seeing everything from a bigger perspective. Mm. So Mystic Podcast is that bridge, is the bridge between um, how do we dynamically work with the spirit and work with with our human side. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, thank you. So you find the Mystic Podcast where all the other podcasts are, right? Yeah, so Mystic Podcast is available on iTunes and on um, Spotify. Mm, perfect Uh, I just remember we forgot to ask you what star sign are you we always ask our guests that right I am Virgo Mm. Mm. yeah do you know your moon and rising yeah no no okay you know and this is the thing I I mean I've I've looked it up of course but I don't remember because astrology for me it's like a foreign language Mm. I, I don't think I was born into like in, in neither in my past lives or anything like that. I've been astrologist because for me, it's such a foreign thing. I, I respect it. And I think it's an amazing, incredible tool. And I mean, it's incredible how everything works, mm-hmm. but I am just, I don't, it's like math for some people, math for me comes really easy, but for some people it doesn't. Mm. So I think astrology for me is that it's like, Oh wow. I don't understand anything. <laughs> Both uh, me and Amanda has been um, astrologists and, and astron- working with astronomy um, in, in our in, in past lives. So <laughs> it's that a big passion so of cool. ours. And it's, yeah, 
Yeah. In so, numerology too, we had a uh, we had a guest on our podcast with numerology, mm-hmm. and she like figured me out in like three seconds with some numbers. It's wow, really incredible! I think that's I think that's very hard. You kind of I mean yeah. you're I love numerology and astrology, and has yeah. been since I was like twenty. Yeah. I don't know, but I hate math. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a lot of math and numerology for sure. Mm. Yeah. That's so cool. So um, we are curious to just hear your thoughts about the everything that is happening in the world right now. So what are your? Um, I, I we just want to hear. What's your how, view on yeah. it? So and I share this. I think it was like the now in February when it all broke broke down and everything, and I was, you know, I think there's so much happening, so much deeper layers of what is actually happening right now so i don't think there's one thing that we are evolving into there is many many layers are we evolving into i also know that the realities of each person it's very different because we all live different realities even if you're living with i don't know your partner or whoever your mother your sister every single one of us because we create our own reality and because our own path and what we came here to this lifetime to do determines what we experience so everybody is going through these times in a very different way in awakening and evolving and learning and most importantly going through their own shadow side at their own pace and at their own reality so these times right now look very very different for a lot of people and of course very similar for a lot of people if they're going through the same shadow i think most of what is happening and a lot of it what is happening is the integration of the shadow side with the light side Mm -hmm. so the shadow side looks like things that we are very afraid of and for example the safetyness of a job the grippiness to money um the relationship distance that perhaps has to happen uh or the of our relationship and seeing the things that the relationship perhaps don't like what doesn't work or what does work what you really want or what doesn't want what you don't want so when all these things in terms of personal development of what is happening in the world right now it's a lot of shadow integration things that we we were so comfortable with before not even comfortable because it's not comfortability when you're not aligned but it's more about like it was easy to hide it was easy to just have that job that give you that money that you know have that partner and that things work like that but when all those layers are removed from you what's left and what happens there and what are the things that need integration in this point um so the worries that i have or that are coming up for me in my shadow side are completely different to the worries of somebody else that is working through different shadows so in that integration of the shadow side is the the ability for us to see not only that we do have that shadow side that we need to integrate it to the light but also to see the opportunity of recreating something that we didn't have the freedom to do before Mm. so if you were talking a job that you didn't like but then all of a sudden it's taken from you because it was taken from you and now you have to get really creative how else can you serve how else can you you know bring food to the table and how else Mm. can you what else can you do to to continue to to do what you do or yeah. is it that you need space to even notice what is that you want to mm. do yeah and that is really what's happening with all the people all over the world right now yeah super interesting yes. yeah 
and in a in a bigger cost like macrocosmic perspective is the healing of we are moving and i have a channeled message that came through um the arturians which are um extraterrestrial rays that came through as channel and i have it on my instagram when they were saying that we have gone through a lot of dark like a period of like you know dark energies kind of mastering or or being in not in control but being you know very predominant and dominant so we're moving from that shadow age to the light age where where things need to be more integrated and we need to like see uh from so there's a lot of ascensions of souls coming mm. into their gifts like every i just started my OIA mastermind which is own your authenticity mastermind when again i said that i created that because i know i like to help people not only within their spiritual gifts but also their personal development because for me it was such intertwined like i needed the personal development to be able to deal with my gifts and i needed to know what those gifts were so that i continue to do them so on your authenticity mastermind is the the bridge of those two of the personal development the spiritual development and doing that in a group so that you have support from from mm, your from fellow students mm. and from fellow people going through the same so in that mastermind this round we just started started a week ago the the comparison from the the other mastermind that i just finished a couple of weeks ago is that these people that are coming through now are awakening so fast mm. to their human technology and when i talk about human technology i say the way in which they they are psychic or they hear things or they feel things or you know their gifts in that sense So I feel like right now there's so much massive awakeness to things mm. and and it's like this time to to allow those things to come to the surface and to start to integrate them into the everyday life. Wow. Yes, we agree. <laughs> it's incredible. This time is really special. We um highly believe that this is a period that we should be grateful for and yeah, and it's so... respectful. Yeah, and also that we have chosen to be here in this moment is just like mm. amazing to like see how everything is going to yeah. to be. Yeah. That's something to keep you in know, the back of our minds. To, I was talking to a mm. friend of mine that was also an intuitive, and I remember when this thing broke through in February. Like I've been, I felt like both of us felt like we were like get up and like get to work. Yeah, because a lot of people were like, oh, you know, I'm not working. I'm gonna take it easy. I'm gonna rest. And yes, there's been a lot of rest for me, of course, and, and extra needed rest because of all the things that are integrating in my physical body. But it felt like that my work it's now needed more than any like any yes. other time in history. Like mm. it was like I felt like this calling of like get up. There's work to do. People need you. Get on with it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of our listeners can actually agree on uh, on that too. That there's a calling yeah. now to step up and lead. Absolutely. Um, but I think that has to be a wrap up because we have already the time gone just over. flew yeah. as Yay. it always do. Yeah. Thank you so 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 much for joining us today. Uh, it's been such a pleasure. To yeah, it have was you on. amazing to hear your journey, and thank you for you, all that you have shared today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, and and I appreciate you guys uh, having me and open the space for for people to listen something that it needs to be listened to and needs to be heard. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. Yeah. So if people wants to find you, where do they find you? 
They can find me on my Instagram, which is I am Daniela Arango. They can also find me on my website, which is Daniela slash Arango.com. And yeah, they can also find me on Mystic Podcast. So Mystic Podcast on on uh, Spotify or iTunes. But I think the best way to find me is definitely through Instagram when I am Daniela Arango for sure. Because now you are back on Instagram, right? <laughs> I am. <Yeah. laughs> yes. I've been back on Instagram for a while now when okay. I kind of restructured the company and everything. So yes, Great. absolutely, I'm back. Mm. And we know that you um, upload amazing stories almost every day talking about different types of topics and channeling through important messages. So... Yeah, it's so I do a lot of mini trainings on helping people to understand what they're going through and how to use our gifts and whatever comes through, I just share. Yeah, it's very learning to watch. So yeah. go in and watch. Mm. Okay, you. have an amazing day and speak soon. Yes, thank you, ladies. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. Thank you you yeah. too. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you're new to this podcast and don't speak Swedish, our previous episodes of the podcast is in Swedish, but we plan to do more English interviews in the future. So if you're keen to learn more about spirituality, hit subscribe and hit us up on Holy Crap Podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's episode and get to know you better. If you're keen to book a one-on-one session with Daniela, she's now offering Holy Crap listeners a discount of 20% using code MAGIC at checkout. We'll also add this to the show notes so you won't miss it. Have a beautiful day, everyone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 